0: I got an email from one of my readers. Have you considered doing an article or talk on how to de-escalate and make peace, even with bullies? To answer the question about how to de-escalate and make peace, I want to tell you about a scenario from a few months back. There's this road in Tampa that's very confusing. Whenever I drive on that road, I hate it. It's because the traffic lights, or lack thereof, are all over the place. The people driving often make up their own rules. Not only are the drivers doing their own thing, there are a lot of people walking from one point of the road to the other. So, the walkers are doing their own thing too. This is why there are a lot of subtle communications going on. Some drivers communicate by flashing their headlights, implying, Go. Other drivers aggressively wave their palm, implying, Go! One day, I was about to take a turn, but I saw this old man waiting for some time to cross the street. I gestured to him, go. He looked directly at me, but didn't move. Once again, I waved, go. Once again, he did nothing. He was looking directly at me. What gives? I was going to give him a third option to go. This time, the gentle hand motion was going to turn into an aggressive one. This go was going to become, go. That's when he shakes his head and points to a location. Soon as I turn my head to see where he was pointing, I see a car about to drive where the old man would have been walking. From where I was, I couldn't see that car. But since the old man would be walking on the road, he timed out the pacing perfectly. The old man saw something that I was unable to. Due to our positioning, our perspectives were different. This is how a lot of conflicts occur. The content is the same. However, the interpretations are different. The reason that the interpretations are different is because there are variables that we do not see. These variables can be a whole bunch of different things depending on the scenario. In this case, there were a few things to notice. The old man was walking, not driving. Therefore, he was already slower than a driver. Also, he was older which would have made him a tad bit slower than a young person who could have jogged along the road despite a car on the way. The older man was aware of data that drivers and young people may not be able to perceive. It's because what he was looking out for was different. When you find yourself in a conflict, rather than defending your position first, the smartest thing to do is see how the other person is perceiving the situation. If I'm on the road and I'm like, Technically, old man, if I were you, I would have made a run for it. That does nothing to resolve the conflict. It's because the old man doesn't have the same walking pace as me. Once I saw the car flow by, I realized he knew what he was doing. Step one is to see how they are perceiving the situation. Step two is to assign them intelligence. It's hard to understand someone's position when you view them as a buffoon. That's often a subconscious program that gets activated when we are in a conflict. It's the, oh, this person doesn't know any better narrative. Maybe it's us who doesn't know any better at the moment. So it's smart to assume the other person is a lot smarter than we are giving them credit for. Now, a common pitfall is going to come up, which is a bad attitude. It's one thing if we are in conflict management mode. So who is to say the other person will be in conflict management mode as well? A lot of times, they will want to fight anyways. That's why I think it's irresponsible to say that every conflict can be resolved. There is rarely an everything solution to anything. But if we are dealing with a rude person, there is a mind hack. Which is? Assume they don't know any better. When I first moved to the US, my brother eagerly came up to me one day and said, hey, did you know if you stick up your middle finger at someone, they get mad? They might even fight you. I looked at him in shock. Just because of a finger? What about the index or ring finger? What about the thumb? I asked. He said, "No, only the middle finger." The next day, I go to the back of the bus where a lot of rowdy kids sat and stuck up my middle finger at them. When they saw what I was doing, they lunged towards me. Right before I was about to get beat up, my friend Jean, stop the attack. He said, stop. He just moved here. He doesn't know any better. When the kids in the bus found out that I just moved to the US, they were like, oh, okay. Don't do that again, bro. That's disrespect. When we create the narrative that they don't know any better, that's when it allows us to become bulletproof to a sour attitude. Thus far, we talked about, one, getting their perspective. Two, assigning them intelligence. Three, assuming they don't know any better to bypass a hostile attitude. Step four is to clearly articulate our position. Step five is the back and forth dialogue. At this stage, it becomes an act of creativity and is difficult to give exact formulas. The goal is for both parties to create a win-win deal. An example is if you buy one of my books and get value from it. You get value and I get paid. Win-win. Even though I broke down this de-escalation process into different steps, a lot of times, things can happen concurrently. The real world moves fast. Assume most people are way more sensitive than they are. That way, you cultivate a gentle tonality. Ultimately, set the intent to create the coveted win-win deal. Each conflict de-escalated or resolved boosts emotional intelligence and street smarts like none other.